What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, recording from the comfort of my home and joined by my producer, Rochelle, joined from the comfort of her home. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. <laughs> uh, we have an awesome episode for you today. Uh, one, Jason Tardick, um, Caitlin's equal half, we'll say. Oh. Um, <laughs> How do you answer? Usually it's just like you say something about better half, worse half, you teach, oh, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. we'll just, uh, uh, but it was a lot of fun having Jason on. Um, we, we talk about a lot of things, but um, it's, uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun uh, becoming friends with Jason and getting to know him. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, him being in a relationship with Caitlin, he's a, he's a big re- reason why um, I'm able to, to say that, you know, Caitlin and I have kind of, uh, uh, developed a, a friendship, uh, you know, several years after uh, our stint on on the Bachelorette. So um, they've had a crazy couple of weeks too, because they had the tornado in Nashville, yeah. and then now they were getting their house redone. He said, and their wood floor wasn't finished, and so their Airbnb. It just sounds tough, man. But he was in good spirits. Totally, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it's always fun to uh, to chat with uh, someone who you know is now dating someone you you briefly dated. <laughs> No, but uh, it was it's a lot of fun, and uh, uh, we've been looking forward to doing this with Jason. And you know, obviously, he doesn't live in LA, and he travels a lot. But um, with uh, with everyone kind of staying inside and us recording at home for for a period of time, you know, we figured what a great opportunity to to do this because uh, the good news is, from a podcasting standpoint, we're not limited to people being in studio. Um, so, um, Jason's one of the first people I reached out to, to see if he wanted to, to hop on and we appreciate him doing it. So, uh, without, with that being said, uh, let's just get right to it and we'll get to Jason. Don't forget to send in your questions for, uh, questions with Nick or ask Nick episodes, uh, ask Nick at castmedia.cast with a K. We're still doing those and we, can, we need to continue to get some juicy stories and fun stories to, to, to talk and share with our audience. So thanks so, again for, for sharing those stories and, uh, anything else at Rochelle? No, just thank you to all the healthcare workers out there working and grocery store workers and everyone making sure the world still goes around. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, without further ado, Jason Tarnick. Jason, how's it going, buddy? Nick, it's going well. It's, I mean, the world, it's crazy world we're living in right now, it is but a, as it well is as a, it can be going. It is a crazy world. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's funny because obviously you and I had talked about having you on my podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be a lot of fun. You know, obviously, you know, people always kind of joke about uh, obviously when when Caitlin and I ever get together or when she was on my podcast, and I thought it'd be just kind of fun uh, having you on uh, for a variety of different reasons. Uh, one, you're just a really interesting guy, and um, given the fact that we're in the state that we're in and kind of stuck at our homes. Um, one of the first people I thought of to have on was you just because, you know, you're not in LA all the time. And so mm-hmm. taking advantage of kind of the situation we're in, you know, here we are and it, it works to our benefit. It's a beautiful thing. I appreciate you having me on. It's funny. Yeah. How you kind of uh, mentioned it, but you know, Nick, you and I met in Vegas, right? That was the yeah. first time we met. So you and I had built a friendship before Caitlin and I started dating. Then Caitlin and I started dating and people wanted to be awkward between us. We refuse to allow that to happen, and things are things are coasted, and yeah, life is good. No, it's it's actually quite the opposite. I mean, it's uh, I was thinking about this too because not to get like mushy on you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can talk a little bit about it in like from a big picture standpoint. 
Um, as you know, like, you know, Caitlin and I didn't have, we didn't even have an awkward relationship. We didn't have a relationship at all um, since uh, our show four years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to get into the details of why, but sure. um, ever since uh, you and Caitlin started dating, was really uh, a catalyst for, um, you know, Caitlin and I uh, developing at least some sort of friendship. And for me personally, it was, um, you know, I was always, you know, all the subsequent, uh, so many of the seasons that um, followed uh, Caitlin's, uh, there were, uh, you know, the the lead would get engaged and then there would be like their, you know, second or their runner-ups. And there always seemed to be, you know, a level of respect in friendship. Like not that people were like hanging out all the time or our best friends. Uh, but there, there seemed to be again, that, that mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And it always bo- bugged me that, uh, not only Caitlin and I didn't have that, at least, you know, publicly there, there was a perception of animosity. And so, uh, ever since you and Caitlin got together, for whatever reason, those, those walls were broken down. And, um, I really can, it's, it's nice to be able to have that, you know? And again, it's not mm-hmm. like we all hang out all the time, but like, I feel like I didn't even, ha- I didn't feel comfortable e- ever even reaching out to Caitlin. If I had a question, if there was like yep. a, an idea or a networking opportunity, I didn't even feel comfortable. And now that I, I do, it's a, it's a nice feeling. And so I, I, I appreciate you uh, and whatever role that you played and, and giving her the, uh, the comfort and the confidence level that she didn't feel like she had in the past. For sure. And I think, you know, one of the main things is every season, you're right, is different. And then I think the relationships post-show are different. And, you know, everyone can come up with their own reasoning and rationale as to why that is. Um, that being said, when you sign up for something like this, you can't forget what you signed up for, right? And let's just, it's a weird world we live in, right? Like I was on Becca season. I fell in love with Becca. Becca, Garrett and I and Caitlin have double dated. It's all yeah. good. You When you realize what the circumstances are and get past that... It is what it is. And I think for any new chapter to start, old chapters have to be closed and figure what the resolution is moving forward. And yeah, I'm glad um, I'm glad we're at that point too. And honestly, like when I think about the iHeart Podcast Awards, I think like we it was a great time. Like we're yeah. all hanging out. It was a great time, good banter. Um, and you know, Caitlin and I even joked on Twitter about how we need a reality show where we actually set you up. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Caitlin sets me up. Um, you know, add a new twist to it. I fuck think, it. I mean, whatever. At this point, did, um, didn't you joke around about? Uh, I think you joked around about like, all right, if you guys have an extra bedroom in your house. Oh yeah. Wait, what was remember? what was that? Oh, what was that in reference to? I forgot uh, what it was. It was like January, and I was like, well, you know what, Nick, you can stay in our extra room. Under yeah. the circumstances, we could play bachelor with you and set you up on blind dates. Totally. I mean, I again, mean, that's the, that's the point, though. It's like it's just nice to be able uh, to have that comfort level to joke around with you guys and and have that rapport. And you know, people talk about people in relationships all the time. I mean, you, it's um, when you're ever you're in a relationship of any kind. There's um, you, especially. If you're an adult, you, if you're single for a period of time, you have a lot of friends. Some of your friends are friends of the opposite sex. Um, you know, it's, you don't always like maintain friendships with exes per se, but it's nice to be in a relationship where you don't have to worry about unnecessary jealousy. And I guess what I mean by like, certainly you might be in a relationship where like some things become less appropriate. You know, if you're in a committed relationship, there's like things you don't 
do. But sure. to to know that you don't have to cut off all your relationships or friendships and there's a reasonable level of like um, uh, trust, it, it's nice to be able to have it. Have you always been For that sure. way in relationships where you just kind of, you seem like obviously a very confident guy. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it comes down to confidence, trust, and communication, right? And I think let's break down, let's break that down. So when we talk about communication, I think Caitlin and I have a pretty clear understanding that a rule of thumb is do and act and say and text and call and tweet and whatever you're doing with the assumption I'm right there and I'm watching. And vice versa. If I'm having conversation with my buddies, other people of opposite sex, whatever it may be, be as respectful as you would if literally like Caitlin was on my shoulder and vice versa. So when it comes to having these conversations or whatever, you you guys texting or whoever she might be calling, whatever it is, it's just a mutual respect. And that's the trust that I have. I have that trust. I have no reason not to have that trust, right? So that's communication, trust, and then it's just confidence in your relationship. And if someone is, you know, you talk about history, everybody out there has a history. And for you, it's almost, it's almost emotional abuse if you continue to let someone's history prior to your commitment live in the current state. It's just not, it's not fair to anybody, the situation or the future of that relationship. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I I would agree. I mean, you know, whether it's abuse or not, who knows? And you know, neither of us are kind of professionals to do that, but we can agree no. that it's certainly toxic, right? Like you to- can create is the word. You can toxic. create a very toxic atmosphere if you're just constantly reminding your your partner of 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 things they did, and you know, it's interesting, especially like. If you ever made a mistake or, you know, obviously the the, the extreme would be cheating on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, every relationship has its ups and downs. Uh, sure. You're not going to be in a, a committed long-term relationship without at some point hurting someone's feelings or doing something, having some miscommunication. Sure. And then you work through it and you apologize. You come to understanding. And from that point, you kind of have to move on and move forward, not constantly use that as something to remind that person, like if you forgive them, uh, but to remind, and use that as like a currency to be like, well, I forgave you for this and, and keep reminding them for the thing that you, you know, forgave them for. And so, uh, for sure. you know, it's interesting that way. And I, and I know some relationships that are currently happy and married and there was a point in which they cheated. For me, if, if, if my partner were to cheat on me, I couldn't come back from sure. that. That's just me personally. But that's, that's your choice, yeah. Right? That's my choice. But to your point, I do know a couple that it happened. They had a communication. They forgave one another. And when they forgave one another, it ended right there, right? Yeah. They didn't bring anything else into the relationship moving forward. They're happily married and they have kids. So to each their own. Um, but yeah, relationships, it's... Uh, you it's, give some good advice out there. I see your Q and A. You give some thanks. good advice as it relates thanks. to relationships. I'm thinking we got to have Jason on. He's good too. Oh, we, we definitely, <laughs> de- well, definitely going to have Jason back on for uh, for an Ask Nick episode. But we wanted to have him on um, as a as a regular podcast episode first. Well, I gotta say, we've talked about Storyworth once before, but they are back and better than ever. Uh, one of my favorite things. Um, that uh, I remember as a kid is when we when we would get together for the holidays usually, and my dad and my aunts and uncles would always tell stories about when they were kids, and uh, we, my brothers and sisters, we always loved them. They were the best stories. They were it was fun to hear them kind of tease each other. 
Uh, and I think I mentioned this before last time we talked about Story Storyworth, but uh, there's always this classic story of when my grandparents went on a cruise and literally had to leave the cruise early because their babysitter, they were such monsters. And they convinced my aunt that she was adopted and then did this whole like thing. And it was a terrible story when they were kids, but so funny. And uh, now Storyworth makes it possible to uh, record those stories uh, to you know send loved ones the ability to tell these stories uh, so that they are preserved and so that you can give it to your grandchildren and aunts and uncles and friends and families and it makes a great gift and I, I got I gotta say I rem- I wish that was something that was available when I was a kid but uh, it's something I gave my dad to start recording all those and I think it's an amazing gift and it, it's pretty cool to to hear all the stories about your your grandparents and what they've had to do and your parents it's it, it's such a, a neat thing and there's so many stories that um, uh, people have to share and now there's a way to, to document it yeah, so every week they send the person you're gifting this to a new prompt, and you can also pick out the prompt as well. And like, there are questions like, what was the first big trip you took? Or like, how did you meet your spouse? Stuff like yeah. that. And then, yeah, so every week they record uh, that story, they write it out. So then at the end, you have a book full of all of these stories for everyone to have. Yeah, it's so neat. Imagine kind of giving that to your you know, grandparents or your parents and prompting these kind of things that they don't even think about. But there's so many rich stories there. And then they spend a, a year doing that. And then uh, and then you can you know pay that forward. Uh, such a neat gift idea. If you're looking for something very creative, uh, we definitely suggest that you try it. Yeah. And these days, you know, we're learning to stay in touch through Zoom, through like FaceTiming. And we're just, I feel like we're all realizing how important family is right now. Yeah. Great way to stay connected. So connect with your family and discover untold stories with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L for $10 off. Uh, very excited about our new friend of show, Masterclass. I'm sure you've seen it all over uh, social media uh, and wondered what maybe Masterclass is. But I actually have been using Masterclass since Christmas. I was thinking of kind of a cool gift to give my brother-in-law, and I decided to to give him the gift of Masterclass. And I got a, a two-for-one, so kind of like it was like a, oh, cool. a win-win. Um, so I started doing that. And honestly, I've been really doing a lot of them uh, you know, with quarantine. It's kind of a great way to kind of hone in on your skills. Yeah. Uh, my, two, my two favorite were uh, Chris, Chris Voss, The Art of Negotiation. Just really kind of fascinating. He's like, I think it was an, a former FBI or CIA guy or something. Oh, I, yeah. I might be butchering I that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Annie, uh, how, how do you pronounce her last Leibovitz. name, Leibovitz. Leibovitz, uh, Art of Photography. She does this whole kind of course on photography. And I've actually recently, uh, also around Christmas, I bought a, a really invested in a camera. I've been doing some photography. It's just kind of a fun hobby. But uh, it's it's very insightful, and yeah. I love it. So I I've been did, using it for, for yeah. six months. I've been watching Judd Apatow's uh, comedy one. Oh, which is oh really I, got, I got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many good ones on there. There's so many ones I haven't even... Started yeah. to see um, what's uh, the famous director, um, uh, Casino, and and uh, he did the... Ca- Scorsese. The, the, yeah, Martin Scorsese. He's got one. There's so <laughs> many legendary names on there. So yeah. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass they have. And let me tell you, they have a ton. And as a Viofile listener, you get 15% off the annual all-access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's masterclass.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off Masterclass. 
So, so much of what we talked about obviously comes from confident. You're a really confident guy. Um, you're, you're almost, uh, you're, uh, um, you're almost too. Normal. I remember when I was talking with one of the head producers who's no longer with the show now, yeah. uh, when people were deciding between Colton Blake and yourself, and this was right after I met you. Yeah. Um, uh, and he was just like, Jason's too fucking normal, you know, where, <laughs> and that was a compliment to you. He actually said, he's like, honestly, you were probably the same if it weren't for like this crazy, st- like I got call it lucky or unlucky, this kind of story I involved myself in. Um, but it, I mean, it made a lot of sense to me where like you, um, you're, you're definitely a bachelor outlier. I don't know how to articulate that. And it's not necessarily a positive or a negative. It's just, uh, Nick, There's a you're, lot saying, of... you're saying I make boring TV. That's what you're saying. No, no, no. you were fine <laughs> no, TV. No, no, I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. But you, uh, I mean, you, yeah, you have a. When I talk to you, I there's there's a handful of people I talk to who have been on the show where I'm like, yeah, this is a different conversation than I'm used to having. Um, sure, no, that's fair. Uh, I don't know, but. I, I agree. I mean, so it was interesting when they picked the, the uh, Colton as the bachelor. I agree. Like you kind of self-reflect and you're like, so what do you think it was? I heard a lot of feedback. People said, and I honestly had no idea. People were saying that I was uh, campaigning to be the bachelor. Now, maybe that's the truth. I, I didn't really realize at that the time that was maybe campaigning. I really don't even still get what that means. I think at the end of the day, anybody that probably goes through that process would want to be the bachelor. No one would say no. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, Right. Like who would say, right. So, but I think it's it's just one of those weird things where you have to, you have to pretend not to, to want it. Right. But yeah, I mean, and this is not a criticism, but no one wanted it more than Colton. So, (laughs) (laughs) right, exactly. I I don't. He did it. He nailed it. Can we agree? (laughs) He he nailed it. Um, I mean, Colton. I I love Colton. Is a good friend, a dear friend. But I think, I mean, Colton. Just he's. I talk about Colton. I'm thinking this guy is super street smarts, and he he knows what he's doing. I mean, like week two, I just followed Colton's lead. So what happens in the mansion? Anybody that's listening it's almost like survivor like you got to kind of ally up a little bit in the mansion so yes yeah, so i'm like colton's gonna be my guy one because i like him two because he's a smart guy so i start seeing he only had one suitcase packed i'm like how does this guy only have one suitcase packed colton how do you have a box he had <laughs> he had his stylist sending him like new stuff to the mansion at the end of like each week. Like he, I mean, this no was, shit. Like, you know, in paradise, wow. in paradise, he had. I think he had a uh, an air conditioner. <laughs> he was like, you know, how paradise is. You can attest to it. Super sweaty and stuff. He was smart enough to be like, I'm not gonna bring three suitcases. I'm gonna bring two suitcases, and I'm gonna put. <laughs> An air conditioner in my third suitcase. Oh or my god! <laughs> so Colton's a smart guy. I got you. He's be a smart guy. High maintenance, however you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, Colton's a uh, Colton's a, a sweet, sweet guy. And at the end of the day, it didn't it didn't work out, but it all it all worked out. You know. Uh, yeah, it sounds it worked out pretty well. Where have you? Uh, you know, prior to dating Caitlin, have you? Um, were you always like this? I guess what I'm saying in terms of your confidence level, uh, your lack of jealousy, um, or, or, or is that something you kind of learned as you've gotten older? 
I think, you know, it's it's a hundred percent. I'd love to be like, oh, that's how I always always have been. It's absolutely something I've learned and grown as a person to be able to come to, right? I mean, every day is a new day, right? And if you can't learn from yesterday, then you're not doing yourself any justice whatsoever. And what I've always tried to do, even at a young age, is like put myself in a better position and make myself a better person than I was yesterday. And in high school, I remember my girlfriend, I think it was junior year, went to prom with a senior. I'm like, what? And I went nuts. This is, uh, you know, this is no relationship. We're done. This is all. Lost my temper, my cool. It was all like, so I think I've slowly developed. And at the end of the day, control what you can control and what you can't control. What is the use of negative energy if it's going to be applied in a toxic manner? It does nothing. It yeah, does yeah. nothing. I totally agree. Because it's funny because you were saying, you know, Caitlin and I have this kind of uh, understanding that, you know, say or do or text or tweet, whatever you do if I was standing next to you. And that's great. That sounds great. Uh but it only works if that person um, who's standing next to you is like more or less pretty chill. Like everyone has their kind of insecurities and triggers. But uh, I only say that because I've, I've dated people where like, yeah, I operated that way all the time thinking, oh, I'll show you, I'll do it. And like, and I would tweet something or say something like, well, why'd you say that? How do you don't realize how people could take that or whatever? Yeah. So like there's still, there still takes a level of, um, confidencing yourself in the relationship you have to, to allow you to, to not make uh, drama where drama isn't meant to be found. For sure. And I think that also not only stems from confidence, it's just emotional intelligence, right? It's just, it's being, and the same thing goes for The Bachelor and maybe why I would have been a little bit more of a boring one. It's seeing situations, reading and reacting. If I'm doing something that is triggering, let's say in this example, Caitlin, because she's my girlfriend, I'm doing something that's triggering her. My initial reaction is going to lead with my ego. You're getting mad at me for this. You've done this before. And it becomes an egotistical battle that gets nowhere. Or you can take a different approach to it, step back, think in an emotionally intelligent manner and be like, how can we make this productive? Clearly, this is bothering you. And most likely, the reason it's bothering you is because something I don't know about. So rather than us sit here like, you know, idiots fighting nose to nose, head to head, why don't we talk about what happens? And when you drill down to the root of an actual issue, you end up realizing it's likely something that has been stemmed from someone's history that had nothing to do with you and something your perception didn't even align with what the reality was. And I think over the years, that is an approach I've learned because it's just, it's, it's more efficient. I hate conflict. That's another thing about me. I hate conflict. Oh. I just don't like conflict. I think I find nine out of 10 times, unless it's like in business, it's a different story. But from like a personal relationship, friendship perspective, I think conflict is, is good, but I try and find solutions from it and move on as opposed to dwell on it and waste energy towards just shit, you know? I think uh, if Jason and I were in a dating relationship, we would never fight. I really like how he processes. <laughs> you would try to fight, and he would be like, "Let's think about this." I, I'm a problem. Like Caitlin and I do. No. Uh, so, but you, uh, you. I mean, I don't, I don't know Caitlin that well. But like, you guys are. You have different personalities, and she's even talked For about sure. this a little bit in terms of. Um, you know, what are the, some of the things that um, you bring to the table in your relationship with Caitlin? And then what are some of the things that you have found after dating Caitlin has been kind of uh, a way that she's gotten you out of your comfort zone? For sure. That's such a good question. I actually, I'm going to relate this back to 
uh, Peter and Maddie. I remember when me- Maddie said to Peter, he's, she said the comment about, um, I don't want to feel like if I, I have to put in overtime or work extra hard on our relationship if things aren't aligning already. It was something of that nature. You can roll it back. But my, my answer to that would be like, if you're not putting overtime into your relationship, you, you probably don't have a great relationship because every relationship requires overtime, every single one of them. Another point I have that aligns with Caitlin and I is if you aren't arguing, if you're not having arguments or discussions or conversations, like you're not having a couple battles, you're just not communicating. Yeah. Because who it, you could live with anybody. You could live with your mother, your sister, your best friend. You could be partnered up with anybody. You're going to have those battles. But with Caitlin and I, we're A and Z, right? Caitlin wears her heart on her sleeve. I'm more reserved with my emotion. Um, you know, Caitlin is very like, I stay in the box of probably what you'd consider politically correct. Caitlin lives outside the box of that. Right. <laughs> so, um, she's like, yeah. what box? I don't understand. Is there a box? <laughs> I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so I, and I think, uh, you know, the other thing is Caitlin's not as patient and I have uh, my patience levels higher. So I think from one another, we've benefited a lot. I think what she may have benefited or does benefit from me is perspective, uh, patience and just, um, more, you know, copacetic and understanding of what people are doing and why they're doing it, right? Especially you talk about like the hate online and things like that, just really how to deal with situations. What she's taught me is that you need to loosen up a little bit. You need to stop worrying so much about what everyone else thinks because of who the person you are is going to help someone out. So one example of that is anxiety. Like my whole life, I have had situational anxiety, very specifically in like doctor's appointments and stuff like that. So I would hide it. I would do everything to hide it. So I would see a therapist and I wouldn't tell anyone. I was on like SSRI medication for a period of time. Not one person knew that I was on SSRI, SSRIs except me and that doctor. And there are these experiences that I've like had challenges with that I would hide from. And she's allowed me to kind of be like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be, you know, this this image that you want everyone to create, like be who you are. And as a result of it, you're going to empower people and people are going to learn from it. So, so what, uh, what are you up to now these days? I know, um, you're living, you and Caitlin live together in Nashville, right? Yeah. So, and, I, and, and Nick, actually, when we get a chance, I'd love to go back to hear a little bit about when you first went on the show. I'm curious when you got off the show, like you're a little bit about your story, go back to work. Cause I remember you told me you worked at Salesforce. And yeah. I'm just kind of curious, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to share like what I'm up to now, but I'm curious a little bit about your story too. Well, after, how- after Andy season, I went right back to work like the next day, which was <laughs> okay. a huge, huge mistake. Yeah, um, I, I did the same. I was like, I was, well, I was just so, I was so thankful for them to being so cool with me going on the show. Um, yeah. So whether I was... Well, I went home night one or I made it to the end. I was just like, hey, I'm like, I'm committed to this job. You know, thanks for letting me go. And so as soon as I was done, I was like, I got to go back to work. You know, it just I was probably more nervous that I was gone the whole time. Um, and then, you know, my I was pretty messed up with the the breakup, at least for a, a couple of weeks. And then, you know, <laughs> the the producers didn't let it go, um, which is a whole nother story. But um um, uh, yeah, so I, I went back to work. It took me, it probably took me three months before I felt like I was back in the headspace to like do my job the way I, I, uh, I was doing it before I left. And then what do you mean the producers wouldn't let it go? 
<laughs> I would get, I got some calls about uh, m- implying that she might be struggling with her decision, which she wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. Um, That's that, so mean. Like all the, the, the letter I wrote and all of that stuff about, yeah. you know, that vid, that, that package they recorded or whatever, mm-hmm. that was, that, none of that, you know. That was just yeah. kind of playing off my uh, um, struggle with the heartbreak. Sure, but sure. but uh, I mean, it was funny because I, I remember I was just like, I need to, I need to move on. She, you know, she made her choice. Whatever, this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then like a day later, I'd get this call, and I was always like, so it was just <laughs> they weren't saying anything, but they were saying enough to make yeah. me like, why are they doing this? Is she? Yeah, like, they yeah, were, yeah. They, you know, it was like you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um and um. It was your boy. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Love um, that guy. Yeah. What a gem. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and I was done. I mean, this was like you know they had uh, that was their first year of paradise, and so that wasn't an option for me to go on uh, okay. just because I was the the runner up. And so, would you have gone on? I mean, it was so different then. Probably not because at that yeah. point, paradise was kind of a what the fuck is this thing? Like they literally yeah. didn't even know. See, I didn't. Um, when I just got off Becca's season, they wanted me to go on, and I, yeah. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not there right now. Yeah, and it was just a little because different. At by that point, it was a hit show, you know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, at the time, I remember, like, I remember they were talking about doing it, and they were like, it was a very much a crapshoot, so to speak. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so, uh, and then, uh, then I started talking to your girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> to make things normal. <laughs> uh, we just started, you know, and then you, you could say the rest is history when I went back yeah. on. And there was after Caitlin's season, you know, there was, they talked a little, they floated the idea about me being the bachelor. Yeah. And so I, I didn't go back to work. I just kind of was like, I'm going to wait it out. If, if I also just want to like have the right headspace and I promise worked not to, to, to do that. And then, uh, yeah. uh, not to come back before I knew I was, never going to leave again and uh but i always kind of assumed it would be ben and then afterwards it just uh i decided to come out to la and kind of i give it a shot and i had the blessing of you know at work at that point to take some risks and then without that sure. i probably wouldn't have done that and and sure. i guess like i said the rest is, the rest is history that way in terms of um it was when you know you, cal- calculated risks in terms of, of i felt course. like it's life yeah uh i felt I owed it to myself to just try this thing. Um, and I had a lot of support of people doing it and it all, it all worked out. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's a nice segue to you because like you were like myself, a working professional, you know, like you weren't, you know, nothing against people who like, you know, a lot of people will make fun or joke about, you know, Oh, bachelor people don't have jobs. A lot of them are younger and they just haven't quite figured it out yet. But like some people like, if they're lucky enough to have a job where their their work is cool enough to go, um, so like you like me, you've you kind of to, you've taken a risk by like changing your career path um, and, and leaving yeah. what you used to do. Yeah, it was it was really funny setting. I remember I was at a bar actually in in a higher up at uh, salesforce.com at Seattle recognized me. We got talking and he had mentioned, the only reason I knew that you worked at Salesforce because he said that you once upon a time had worked there, which is why I asked you kind of how that worked. Yeah. So similar to you, I wrote this 
three-page memo to my work of why they should allow me and grant me the opportunity to go on the show. <laughs> and they, it went all the way to the president of the bank. He stamped the approval. He said, you can go. And then I get the gift. You're good to go. I get a call an hour back later. The HR director of the whole bank runs into his office and goes, do you know what you just stamped the approval of? Have you seen this show? And so it, 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 it went back in the queue of can he go or can he not go? In long story short, they said, you go, but you know, obviously there could be repercussions based on how things go. Well, like you, Nick, right after the show, I went right back to work and I worked for about a year until essentially um, the worlds colliding could no longer collide because it's totally two different worlds when you're in this whole reality TV, social media, kind of air all your laundry and, and news, good, bad, and ugly to the public. Yet at the same time, you have to serve as a corporate banker to C-level executives in industries across you know, the board. So it was, again, uh, it was all uh, a risk-based decision that made sense. And I kind of took a le- leap of faith to be self-employed. And I now uh, live in Nashville, live with Caitlin. We have our two dogs we rescued from Bunny's Buddies, which are just fantastic. And I would say in general, like life right now is entrepreneurial project-based management. So I have a few companies that I've invested in. Um, actually, one of them's right here. It's called Happy Snaps. They're a healthy oat crisp. Um, I have, um, a few other things. I do a lot of lending on the real estate side. And a big thing I just started was a a YouTube channel called restart. And the idea behind restart is there's so much craziness, especially today in the news. And we break down really what's going on and how it's relatable to your everyday individual. So just breaking down the craziness of finance and the news and career management and wealth and finding good health and happiness and, um, breaking it down so that you can understand in a quick segment how it impacts you. So there's a lot of fun, fun stuff going on. I think that's great. I've been watching you know, some of the stories you put up on Instagram, and then kind of going back to like this person was on The Bachelor and they're giving us uh, <laughs> sound financial planning advice, which uh, I don't think most people ex- expect. But um, I'm interested. I mean, I I know this this episode is not going to uh, release this week, so who knows what the world will be like in a week or sure. two. But that being said. Um, you know, with dealing with um, uh, the coronavirus outbreak, uh, there's two things people seem to be worried about. One, there's the actual virus itself. Uh, how do we yep. stop the the spread? How do we stop? Uh, how do we sh- um, flatten the curve, as they say? How do we protect our loved ones and the people in our society? And then two, what is going to be the economic fallout of basically halting our economy to uh, a slow halt, a, a halt or, or a drastic stop? Um, what are the lo- short-term and long-term ramifications? How does it affect our stock market? Quite honestly, I just haven't even looked at my portfolio because it's like, what's the point right now? Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sell it, so hopefully it all rebounds. Sure. I mean, I may- this is maybe it for the people listening. Um, yeah. You know, I know this is usually isn't a podcast about financial planning, but yeah. kind of to your point, to the average person out there who, uh, you know, can, do you have some calming uh, words for us in terms of how you think the uh, 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 the long term ramifications are, or do you have any yeah. ideas and, and and best practices people can practice in, in the interim? For sure, I think yeah, that's great. I'm going to make it like high level, understandable stuff as far as the health in in, in staying health 
goes is in that world. I'm clearly not an expert, but one couple things I do know, right? The biggest issue with this virus right now is the volume in the spread. And you're hearing people say, well, compare the numbers to influenza. Influenza. The issue with influenza is it is not spreading at the rate this is spreading. So this is strictly a volume game. We have 950,000 hospital beds right now across the country. Okay. We have 300 million people. So in simple terms, if everyone has to go to the hospital in a quick period of time, we cannot manage it. So the whole practice of social distancing is so important because you like you mentioned the curve what the curve is is saying we need to just slow the rate at which people are being exposed to this if we could slow that rate everything too will slow down and it will be okay now when it comes to the finance stuff this is there's some really really important things that are going on right now that in a week from now could change and hopefully will change but the government is putting out a multi trillion dollar stimulus package that is going to impact every single person that's listening to your podcast. What does that mean? Right. So let's break that down. So what a stimulus package is. Everyone, if anyone out there is heard, if you're in the arts or theater, you heard of the show Hamilton, right? And the, the Broadway show. Well, that is based on Alexander Hamilton, one of our founding fathers who created the central bank. So then you say, what is the central bank? The central bank is like it's like a chaperone at an elementary field trip. The chaperone really should have no job, right? Their job, just see everything, make sure everything's okay. But if little Nicky is going up the stairs in the monkey bars and falls on his head and cracks his head, chaperone's got to come in, take him to the hospital and make sure everything's okay. That's kind of the job of the central bank. And right now, little Nicky just fell and Nicky's head is, is, he needs stitches. And that's, that's right now the state of the economy. So the central bank is coming in and saying, right now we're in a state of emergency and the economy needs help. So we're going to come in and help. And Republicans and Democrats, regardless of the side you're on, they are right now coming together to negotiate what should be done. Right now, the Republicans have a lot of plans that impact more of corporations where the Democrats aren't approving it now because they want more plans to impact individuals. So hopefully when this podcast airs, the stimulus package, which is what we just explained, will be implemented and every person listening will have some type of positive impact um, that is associated with them. So you think that's, and it's necess in your opinion, necessary that the, the central bank is getting involved because of the situation that we're in? In my opinion, they have to be involved because yeah. if, they're, if they're not involved, the trickle down is massive, right? Companies will go out of business. We don't, have, you know, we don't have planes, trains, automobiles, and trucks transporting goods. We have manufacturing plants shutting down. So that's all high level. But what, what does that really mean? It means all the people here living, we're not going to get our paychecks. If something isn't done, we're not going to get paid. And some of the things they're proposing, which will probably impact your listeners, you talk about student debt, they're talking about doing six months of no federal loan payments or interest. Now, for anybody that's a Joe Biden fan, he turned it down and said, no, I want you to take $10,000 off every student that has a federal loan. So that could come into play. Uh, big tax rebates for those that make under $100,000 or household income under $200,000. Huge relief for small businesses with less than 500 employees. Um, and then industry-focused relief. So the list goes on of what they're doing, but I highly, strongly believe something has to be done. 
And just uh, before we wrap this up, and this has been really, I mean, for me, very interesting, and I really appreciate you taking the time because I, I like yeah. how you are uh, simplifying it so it's digestible for, for everyone. Um, yeah. Like, are you optimistic that assuming that as a society we do our part, we flatten the curve, we we stop the spread, do you think by, say, the end of 2020, things will be you know back in the right direction? Yeah, economically. I think so. we- yeah, I think so. You know, let's, you know, it's a positive finish here. So uh, if we look at China, like really in mid-January, companies in the United States was facing some issues from what China was experiencing. They're slowly turning, uh, you know, the tide into a right direction now. So I think it like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my personal opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think in like three months, two, three month window, we're going to slowly see the numbers start coming back up. And hopefully by end of year, we should be in good shape. And hopefully we can get a vaccination in place in about 12 months so that we are prepared for this. They're saying, you know, this could die through the seasonal summer, which hopefully that would be the case. The virus wouldn't last in that type of uh, heat. So I think by, you know, Q3, Q quarter three, quarter four, 2020, we should be okay. Then the next question will be, well, we have to go through another season of you know the flu and corona season so how will be will we will we be prepared but i think it's it's there the light is at the end of the tunnel but we just have some uh some stuff to get through you know yeah uh well thank you thank you for sharing that and it's, uh yeah. it's cool i mean I, I i honestly didn't know that uh um, you were doing some of this entrepreneurial stuff on your own, kind of behind the scenes, um, because you know publicly it, it looks like um, you obviously have been very supportive of Caitlin and her podcast and her traveling show, um, and that and that's really cool because even regardless of your kind of entrepreneurial efforts, um, it's uh, it's really neat to kind of see someone like yourself be as supportive as you are to to Caitlin. I mean, I think uh, do you you get feedback or do you do you see fans comments whether it's positive or negative about kind of uh being there uh like traveling with caitlin and kind of you know she kind of has this uh, very like you said big presence and so you kind of maybe take this quiet step back and you know society wise you know usually it's the other way around right it's usually mm-hmm. the guy who's you know you know the stereotype if you will but it's you know cool to see someone as confident as yourself kind of uh, you know, be that person who's very comfortable with Caitlin, you know, continuing to still be kind of a leading lady, if you will. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. has that always been in kind of in your DNA or, or someone who, who's not as, yeah, you know, kind of, you, you don't have that macho, I need to be super macho personality where you feel like you have to look a, a certain way. Yeah, I think... I think in re- any relationship, it doesn't matter what you do or what you bring, but if you wake up every day and you have a purpose and you're wanting to fulfill that purpose and make it happen, you should go out there and make it happen. And for me and a partner, that's what I was looking for. You know, I didn't care what, exactly what it was, but someone that wants to make a difference. Caitlin certainly makes that difference. Now, I've, I've always had my own thing, right? I have an MBA in accounting and finance from a top 25 school. I had 10 years in corporate banking. Um, I've had a solid career and I've had investments before that and companies before that. So that's kind of been my thing. And I'm very secure that I know that's my lane, right? I think some of the problem in relationships, especially in the bachelor world, is it becomes this competition of you know who has more followers and higher engagement in what they're doing. And as it relates to what Caitlin's doing and how she's leveraged her platform, it's absolutely wildly impressive. And from my standpoint, I kind of I have my thing. 
And my thing has never been, I'm going to be the, the, the top of the food chain in this world and be the best podcast or the best. It's, it just hasn't been my thing. And as a result of that, I think that like, I'm so wildly supportive of Caitlin's um, businesses and what she's doing and how she's doing it. And yes, we're in a relationship where Caitlin earns more than me. She's got more fame, more power, all that stuff. But also, I, you know, she, and I'm sure she would tell you, when it comes to her companies, like I'm going through every one of her financials to make sure those numbers are right. And I'm making, like, I'm negotiating everything for her best interest. So we have this, this really good partnership where some of my stuff she can help out with creativity and her stuff I can help out with operations and finance. And I think it does go back to where we open this conversation. It just comes with security within. She's got all that. She's got more than me, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm very secure with, with who I am, where I am, what I've accomplished, what I'm going to do. And for me, it's not a competition. It's how can I support her to help her achieve my goals. But in return, you know, I need some support too, as I want to pursue mine. Yeah. You know? and, and Caitlin does a, a good job of that. Yeah, she you know she does in in different ways, right? Because a lot of her stuff is at the forefront. A lot of her sure, st- sure. wine is she's selling it to her her following. A lot of the stuff I do might not be business to consumer, so it just doesn't relate to our audience. But you feel um, like yeah, but she's still like like whether it's publicly or privately, just having for, that. Sh- for sure. You know, sometimes the, you absolutely don't, you don't have absolutely. that mutual support in relationships. Sometimes, like in a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. um. You know, there's the one person who, like, the say the breadwinner, whoever that is. You know, sure. Um, and then the person who always there's sometimes people feel like they're taking a back seat, and so it's yeah, uh, it's a great to see. Uh, you know, you two, you know, both having your passions. Uh, you know, whether who makes more or whatever. Yeah. Uh, have you have supporting you each other? Like you, you've had some public relationships. Like, have you experienced things like whether it's public or private relationship, have you experienced similar type of things from either vantage point as you are kind of, you are like one of the faces of the show and you, you know, are these things you've dealt with in relationships? I mean, I, I haven't like the only real bachelor relationship I was in was with Vanessa, right? Like yeah. certainly like, you know, I was on Andy Seaton and I was on Caitlin's season, but those sure. weren't relationships outside of the show. There weren't real life, uh, conversations. Um, you know, Jen Saviano a little bit, but that was like for a couple of weeks we talked, you know, after the show and we weren't even in a relationship at that point. Um, so not, not from a bachelor standpoint with Vanessa, like, I mean, we had our, certainly had our struggles and a lot of it had to do, it was show related. Like we were just trying to even figure out whether we were compatible or enough, you know, uh, enough. And like so much of our challenges, uh, were show related. And so, so much of that was so much of the blame of our struggles was put on the show, right? It was a lot of like, let's just get through the show. Let's get through the show. Let's like, let's, you know, uh, let's, you know, and once the show's done airing, well, it'll be normal. And like, you know, any, any challenges I had, I was just like, I was hopeful that I could blame it on the show. We, we later found that like, we just weren't compatible. Um, and as far as my personal life, I mean, I haven't really, other than Vanessa, I think quite honestly, that that's, you know, to sound, the balance that you two have is something that I've personally always looked for. Um, I've had, I've, I've spoken about this, you know, there were not necessarily girlfriends, but uh, you know, I've, I've been asked about like a, a one who's got away type of person mm-hmm. and without naming names, like the truth is I've never actually dated this person. And so I'm always reluctant to, uh, I, sometimes I don't like to use the word one who got away because the truth is it's easy to glorify people. 
Sure. Uh, especially if you don't date them, uh, especially if you've had a little bit of a taste of what they might be like. Sure, sure. Uh, so, and then and like timing doesn't line up, but you certainly know you have chemistry, you, uh, you have things you talked about, but there have been, you know, a person and there's been a couple people where, um, I, for whatever reason, I've never been in a relationship where I felt like um, I had their support. Where I, you know, and like the one person I, I remember referring to is the best way I could describe it is like they always felt like they were my cheerleader. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like in a corny way, I just mean uh, they would, they, you know, because some, I've, what I've had is, is relationships is, I like a challenge, right? I like someone mm-hmm. who who keeps me on my toes and 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 will call me out for my bullshit. I really like that, but uh, that's often turned into just uh, not not helpful. Criti- it wasn't criticism or helpful. It was just cri- well, it was criticism, but it wasn't useful criticism. And I never, sure. I didn't feel like it was coming from a good place. Um, it felt like it was coming from a place of like trying to pick a fight, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, and there was you know there was a person where in my life where I. I just felt like if I got criticism, it came from a place of, hey, listen, I think you could uh, approach this situation a little bit better. And then when I was feeling, you know, not confident about something and down myself, they were just, they were such a champion of me. And they were, they were just like personally, just like my, and I, they always made me feel really confident. And I, quite honestly, it was a really unique feeling that I, I, I remember thinking to myself, I've never really had someone like have that balance where, uh, they they could critique me, but they were they didn't it and it wasn't like the opposite of is dating someone who's like oh I love you so much I'll do, you're the best you're the greatest sure. you know you're whatever and I just felt like I don't am am I or are you just <laughs> like are you just like telling me that because you're afraid you know you're not feeling confident this was like right it was just that balance I always desire desired and hearing you talk about that I I am envious of that just because. That's what I've always kind of like sought, and you know, I'm sorry. I'm I, I know I obviously play out probably a big reason why I'm I'm single and 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 all those things, but it's that kind of very, uh, very subtle balance that you have with someone where, you know, you can have that criticism and you you know feeling like someone who's in your corner who really yeah. thinks that you're you you're capable of a lot of things who who you don't really compete with because I've had that too where if, if I've sure. dated someone who has a big personality, I yeah. do find that I'm competing with them a lot. Sure. Uh, directly sure. or indirectly, and especially if uh, you know if things are going well for me and not so much for them, it it turns into a a competition, um, and that and it takes a it it takes a, a very confident person like yourself to have their thing going on, um, yeah. and and Caitlin as well, you know, because it's not always going to be even. You know, yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you decided exactly. to take a, a, a risk, quit, you know, of to quit your job and start this thing. And like, you're a smart, motivated guy, but there were no guarantees, guarantees sure. right, right around a time where Caitlin was like in her stride with her podcast, exactly. doing as well as it is in her businesses and things like that. And that's hard to do, but I'm assuming you must have had a lot of support from Caitlin doing that and, and a belief from her, which makes it a lot easier when you're in a relationship like that. Exactly. A ton of support from Caitlin. And again, I personally think it's public, but for anyone that doesn't, I could tell you it's certainly private. And like you said, there's going to be swings in our relationship. You know, think about 10 years from now. Maybe the podcast doesn't exist. Maybe the wine's not there. And then I have some going on to support in different ways. So it's ebbs and flows. But I do think like we live in a world where everything, it's so easy to tell authenticity. And it's like, you look at anybody who's accomplished great things. And when they receive an award, like an Oscar or something like that, and you could see on their face with 
all the sincerity in the world when the first person that they think is their partner. And the way they talk about their partners, and there's countless amount of people that have done it, like this person has challenged me, they've loved me, they supported me, they've brought out the best version of me, the list goes on. Like I don't think that is an easy task to find someone like that, but I do think there is a reason that those that achieve greatness in whatever it is, usually there's a correlation and it's more than just that person, it's their team and then their significant other. And I yeah. think there's something to be said for that. Totally. For sure. Because like, I mean, no matter what you're doing, work or personal life, like some, you always just need that person that you can really talk to, right? Or vent. Yeah. And like sometimes, um, sometimes that person you hope to is always your partner, whoever that is. But sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of people don't feel that, right? They don't feel like, oh, I don't, I can't. I can't talk to them because they won't understand or they'll take it personally or they'll make it about them or, or et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's, it's hard to find. So it's neat to see that you guys have that. And I think if I look at other relationships that I was in that didn't work out, I have to be a little self-aware when I wasn't the best version of myself. It was because I wasn't happy with myself. I, I wasn't happy with where I was at. And therefore, I was leaning on someone else to give me that happiness. And I think while you have to create happiness as a couple, it's your job to create happiness within too, right? It's not Caitlin's job to make me happy, right? Really? It's my job to make myself happy and secure with who I am. It's Caitlin's job to make herself happy and secure with who she is. And then as a team, we need to come together and elevate all of that. That's my personal opinion of, of, of a healthy relationship. I will say like, I've gotten to meet a lot of bachelor people now through the mm-hmm. podcast and like, Jason, you're like, you are just one of the, you don't, you have no ego, not no ego, but I think that's probably something that allows you and Caitlin to work as well. Like you don't talk to me like you're better than me. You know what I mean? You're always sure. so nice. You remember me. And I just think like, you're a very real and authentic person. <laughs> uh, that that literally means R- so Rochelle's much. Rochelle's always been a, a champion of of you before. I know, she, but even now, uh, more now that Rochelle. I've gotten to know him. I also think you're one of the, the easily the top five best looking guys. Uh, oh, don't did, even! Don't do that. <laughs> you're really you're you're really beautiful. I when I met you in person, I was just like I was just like you know because sometimes you meet you meet people and they're on TV. You know, like Bachelor, Bachelor, cast, especially specifically for guys, they cast a lot of tall guys, right? And if you're tall, like, even if your face is a little crooked, like, people kind of think you're pretty good looking. It's like, because, like, you're tall, you know? Um, and, like, you're not short, but you're definitely not one of the tallest guys. No, when I met you no, in person, dude. I was like, this guy is really, he's hot. He's, he's super hot. <laughs> Like you have, you have great hair. You're like, you, you are objectively, you're, you're objectively a total babe. And I say that, I say that as like, as a, as a, as a straight man, I just like, I, I'm confident enough to say that I was just like, that's a great face. You guys are pumping my tires here. I Uh, I loved, I loved at the podcast award when Becca Tilly was like, yeah, you know, I really wasn't. Yeah, 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 he's cute or whatever. But then, ever since he's been dating Kate, said she says this to Kate. Yes, and ever yes. since, ever since she's been dating you, man, he's getting that. hotter. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, job. listen, I, I think you guys are great together. But I, I met you before you started dating Caitlyn, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. were, you were, you were very striking uh, uh, before, <laughs> before Caitlyn. 
I'm dying. I'm dying. I was like, man, what does he do? Like, oh, uh, all man, that banking, all that banking, you all, the face. all that, all that, all that banking. Um, I have a question. How's the yes. quarantine been on the the old relationship? You know what? Honestly, I'll be I'll be completely be upfront with you. Caitlin is like she will tell you she's very emotional and she's an anxious person, and that's what makes her her, and that's a beautiful thing. But I was little concerned coming into this. I'm like. It's going to be like an anxious craziness every day. Like she's going to be so worried about everything. And every day I'm going to have to talk her down through everything. She has been, I'm like actually concerned with how chill she's been. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, is she taking edibles every day or something? Because she is so calm. So, and I think you guys can attest to this while, um, you know, obviously there's so much craziness going in the world. Our schedules are actually kind of pretty busy right now. Right, Nick? I don't know if you guys feel that way. But I think um, you know a lot of people are expecting they want some entertainment, they want you to go live, they want other things out there. So we've been both pretty busy, and uh, it's it's actually going much better than I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> much nice. better. But yeah, that's better. That, go ahead, Nick. No, no, that's great to hear. But you're right. I mean, I I will say I feel very very blessed, uh, and I'm sure you and Caitlin feel the same way. Um, uh, that a lot of what we do uh, is working from home. I mean, I we don't normally record this way, but yeah. you know, technology allows us to do this. And right. you know, whether it's like using your social media platform to, you know, I have more time. Like even these some of these silly videos I've been putting out, which are uh, hilarious, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel very blessed that um, I'm able to continue to do what I'm doing and, and stay busy. On the flip side, it's almost like if people ask me how quarantine's going, and I'm just thinking. I don't know what this means, but I don't feel like it's too much different than normal because I spend most of my time. I'm single, so like, ah, like, oh, this is the worst. Um, I'm like, un un unfortunately, I'm really good at being alone. Um, so uh, for better, for better or worse. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been okay, and yeah, I do I do feel very very lucky to to. Uh, to be in the position I am. Cause I know like even some of my friends are, you know, they're not, especially people who are out there who wait tables, uh, especially people who work in the, um, the service industry. It's yeah. uh, it's a, been a tough time on them. And, um, you know, my, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know what, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, everyone's impacted in different ways for sure. But our, our industry, this podcasting and YouTube, this will all be impacted because some of the first things that companies are going to have to cut for a small short-term perspective will be marketing, yeah. budgeting and advertising, things like that. So everyone is... Uh, is feeling it. And I feel like if we have this platform, it's kind of our duty to do something good with it, right? Like get get the, get it out there that we need to be social distancing. When these blood drives come to your community, totally. like push it out there and do stuff like that. And if you can, so. you know, support your local uh, restaurant by uh, ordering in, if you can. I know uh, there's some some great restaurants I know out in LA uh, that I hope uh, will be able to survive this because it would be... Uh, I mean, there's some dishes I, I, I really rely on, but uh, also just kind of, you know, support your local business when you can uh, while, while we'll continue to practicing, you know, safe measures and keeping uh, our, our people and our community safe. What do both of you guys miss most being in quarantine? Dim sung, speaking of restaurants, <laughs> like uh, Din Tai Fung is a restaurant yeah. in LA that I would go probably twice a week. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's not like as much as you know, ordering in, uh, which I have been doing. You, you have to eat that fresh. Like you have to have that like fresh. It's not. It's it, it's drastically different uh, when you take yeah. it home. At least the dishes I get. So I miss that routine. And like I literally haven't like 
had a physical connection with someone in over a week now. Don't you feel like people are going to start booty calling and just being like, you know what? I'm going to risk it. Forget about it. I'm done. Uh, my, neighbor already, my neighbor went on a booty call. He's like, it's okay, though. I'm the only person he's doing this with. I'm like, sure you are. But sure I mean, like, I probably would. I, like, I know we talked about this, but like, and again, this probably will drop in a couple of weeks. But like, as we sit here right now, like, I haven't been able to get tested and there's a limited amount of tests, but like I'm acting as if I have it because I've had some symptoms that suggest gotcha. that I might. And so yeah. I'm not even like booty call. Yeah. I'm not even like reaching out to friends being like, well, do you just want to come over here and like, maybe we'll hang out. Like I just, <laughs> I unfortunately, so ladies, and, ge- ladies un- and gentlemen, wa- or no ladies watch out in a couple months. Nick is gonna be <laughs> I'm, ready to I'm going to be bursting with excitement. <laughs> um, the nude situations, no one's, you know, I, there, there has, I will, I am curious, will there be like an influx of nudes that are being sent around to people that yes. like pump when, when, 100%. when, well, that, well, you know, if you're out there, people, if you want to send a nude, that's fine. Be, be safe. <laughs> Nick. Cover your face. Nick. Just saying, not to me, not to you're me. I'm just saying in it. general. Okay. Oh, I thought you were putting like a camera. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Please I don't, don't want, send them to the I don't, ask Nick I don't, email. I, don't I do not. <laughs> I do not <laughs> want any. I don't want any nudes. I'm saying for, we, this is a relationship podcast. We give people ask about this stuff. <laughs> if you want to send a nude, that's fine <laughs> yeah. to your. No faces. No faces. Be smart. Um. Uh, don't don't trust anyone because relationships are often temporary. Digital pictures are forever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's great. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, whatever you have to do. To, uh, yeah, but I, I do not want your nudes, people. Um, <laughs> let the record state. Let the record. <laughs> let the record state. Uh, but I'm not, I don't want to be judging people if that's that what if that's what they do to to pass the time. You know, love thy body. You know. Free the nipple yeah, kind of thing. You know? Absolutely. If you got to do, do that or FaceTime, whatever you got to do. I've started thinking a lot about my exes, and I'm like, I feel like everybody's probably doing that. You're like, oh, remember that guy? And then goes, it's a dangerous path. Uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do don't do it. That's not, that's not a solution. I mean, they need to. There's got to be if if we are quarantined for however long we are. There's going to have to be some type of solution. I don't know what it would look like, but <laughs> you, they, I mean, I mean, people are we're still humans. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like all serious though. Like, you know, you just got to be smart, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. there's a difference between taking a walk outside, um, and and going and playing pick up basketball with 10 guys. Yeah, that's just, you know, like that's in, you know, I live in Venice and, you know, just last weekend, um, you know, I stepped outside to get some fresh air and I saw that and it was just like, come on guys, you can't like, people need to be smarter about that. But like, yeah, like you're going to have to be smart. I'm shocked to hear that people are on the beaches in LA. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I was, uh, people, you know, I think. Well, I went yesterday because. I just drove there because I thought I could just stay alone and just read yeah. on the beach and get some fresh air. And then I saw it was like swarms of people. I'm no, like, well, I can't are, do yeah. that. But like yeah. I, initially they kind of made it seem like it's good to get outside and like, but well, then the, it's just yeah, too crowded of a city. It is. Well, yeah, there's that. And it, it is good to get outside. It's just, again, there's a difference between social distance and social isolation, right? Like Very fair. Um, fair. And for someone like myself, since I started like you know getting symptoms, I've been basically isolating myself. So that kind of sucks yeah. for a period of time yeah. where it's just like I've had no, like Brutal. I, I barely even really have gone outside. Uh, it's it sucks. But um, 
yeah, we're going to have to get out and you're going to like something, you're going to see friends. You just got to be smart and wash your hands. And For there's sure. a big difference between doing, doing that. And, um, and like you said, going to the beach and hanging out in groups of people and, um, For sure. hanging out in groups of 10 is still like, it's, that's still, still too risky because if still one person risky. has it and you're out there sweating, playing basketball and breathing on them, you can infect You'll two do. or three people and that's- et cetera, et cetera. And then it, you know, exponentially grows. That's one of the things that when Caitlin got tested, and I, I know we talked a little bit about before we started recording, Caitlin was <laughs> sick for six days, 102 fever, every symptom, oh and she gosh. got tested. And the process was crazy. I mean, she had to get four swabs up her nose, two on each side. She said it felt like it went to the back of her really? brain. Uh, like It was pretty painful. It unfortunately was supposed to take like a couple days to get results, but it ended up taking about six days to get results. And she found out um, it was negative. But one of the interesting things is I was, they at first, they were going to consider testing me. But then they told Caitlin, oh, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to waste a test because if you have a Caitlin, he absolutely has it. It wasn't even like, well, if he's been this close to you and this certain, it was like, no, he has it. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. But as we trade, so we're talking about quarantine. We transition real quick to entertainment while in quarantine. And I got to ask a couple bachelor questions. I'm seeing my, and I feel like Nick, you're my best resource for this. <laughs> I see Mike Fleiss, like, you know, for, you know foreshadowing potential oh, replay yeah. seasons. What What is going on with all this bachelor? I, we had it live with Chris Harrison. He foreshadowed something in the summer, big happening. Like what is what do you think's going on? I mean, here's the thing. Um uh ABC and Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers being the production company that produces uh the show. Uh for the people listening, uh the best way it was described to me years ago before like it wasn't until after Caitlin's season I even knew Warner Brothers was involved cuz people yeah. see ABC, right? Um uh if you go to, you know, think of it as uh Target, right? You go to Target and you see Target sells all their Target brands. Yep. Right. Uh, that would be like ABC producing their own show. But then you might go and buy dishwashing detergent. That's like Dawn. Right. right? Target's still selling Dawn, but Dawn makes the soap. Right. Sure. So the Warner Brothers makes, along with uh, Mike Fleiss's production company, or um, uh, NZK, NZK, they produce the show and they sell the rights to ABC. Right. So both Warner Brothers and, and ABC are affected by, by this. And the Bachelor franchise before coronavirus, you know, happened, I mean, they're, they're doubling down. Like you got, you listen to your heart. They were going to do summer games. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you, they can't produce enough for bachelor. The, the world, the way the world is and where people are consuming, uh, uh, media is that, uh, I mean, bachelor was one of probably their only profitable. I mean, I don't want to speak who knows. I don't want to say it. Sure. I don't, but it seemed like, uh, bachelor was doing very well. You know, right. people are watching less scripted stuff and more non-scripted stuff. So they're going to want to keep doing that, right? And so yep. they, they're, Caitlin, uh, uh, Claire's uh, uh, season has been delayed indefinitely. I don't see them um, uh, starting anytime soon. I mean, they yeah. delayed it for two weeks. They haven't made any announcement. My, that, my guess is by the time people listening to this, there will be some sort of update, but sure. it's probably not going to be for a while. So that will be delayed. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise will be delayed. So they're going to have to put... They're, not they're going to have to, but it would be... So many people watching The Bachelor now... Um, our new our, our, is a new audience. I mean, I can't tell how many times people who uh, came up to me and said, "You were the first Bachelor I've ever season I ever watched." Uh, I, I get that a lot. Imagine now, there's been Colton's season, Ari's season, Peter's season. There's that many more people who have never even seen me on the show, never seen sure. Caitlin on the show. So there's definitely an audience of, of reasons to maybe bring back some seasons that 
you know, we're popular or whatever. Um, I, how they're going to do that, you know, Mike Fleiss teased that they're going to just play individual episodes from time to time. Mm. I don't know. That's harder to find because, like, things are, you know, it might, who knows what they're going to do. But it sounds like they might yeah. do something. They, then the next question is, you know, do we want that to, like, I don't want people to be like, I mean, I've had some good episodes. I've had some sure. bad episodes. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, selfishly for me, it would be fun to see, like, uh, a Nick marathon because you can go from the uh, you can go from that whole time where you see the story arc right you know there are yeah, people yeah. who watched my bachelor season who didn't watch Andy season who watched Andy season because they hated me so much and Andy season refused to watch my season of the bachelor et cetera et cetera um, so it's like mixed emotions I'm, I'm sure Caitlin has her own emotions about like do I really want to live relive that experience on TV I mean I didn't even have a beard the first two seasons I don't even I mean don't even start about how I looked so I don't know what they're going to do, but it'd be, it'll be interesting. I will say it would be kind of fun to like, if they played Caitlin's season to like Caitlin and I like live tweeting, like our points of view from it and things like that and have some fun with it and like have like a kind of a recap of, of seasons before with a, with a very much a 2020 hindsight point of view, which would be kind of fascinating. Yeah. I think I'd have to be involved with that live tweeting too, <laughs> but that would be, I think she is like... Uh, I I'll be honest. I think she is a little nervous about that. So she actually she, she, she yeah. doesn't want that. She does oh. not want that. She, yeah, I, she does. She does not want uh, her season to be replayed. Really? Oh, that. I yeah. well, I think she might be disappointed because hers is one of the better seasons. I think she's aware of that. <laughs> so I think she's concerned. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think I uh, would be fine if, for business. I, it would be great. I think it, yeah. Would be great. I think well, I mean, Caitlin had a hard time. I mean, they like yeah. People, it, it's always funny when people, um, you know, every season ends, right? And, yeah. and when it ends, people will be like, oh, so-and-so was a great or a shitty bachelorette or bachelor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to wait like a year or two, right? Yep. You have to yeah. let it digest. What they think of you after that moment is very different um, right. because also the fa- the audience, like with Caitlin and her podcast, like people's opinions of Caitlin now, uh, I think because they've gotten to know her as a person, they will look at her season differently. I'm like, sure. for, for me, for example, I always like, I may have, I have a lot of insecurities about my time on Annie season. Less though, I, I'm fine actually with Caitlyn season, but specifically Annie season. But I don't know how people would think knowing me now, going back and watching it. Like I've had for people sure. do that be like, oh, you actually seemed fine because they, they, they understand it a little bit differently. I think honestly, create Caitlyn would be, I think... Also, it was a different time. She got. Oh, she did got. That, you took she the got, words from my mouth. She got slut. She got slut shamed a lot. Yeah. She got yeah. All, for like the, all the you know. Caitlyn walks so Hannah Brand could run. I honestly yeah. think, uh, I, if I'm Caitlyn, I want that. If I'm if I'm Caitlyn, Caitlyn should want it being aired. I think they would. I think it would be great for her. To be honest, you're, you're gonna have to talk her into that one because I, I mean, it won't be, it's not. I, <laughs> no, it's not any of our choices. But you. I think I think I think she should want it. Yeah, I do agree. It's definitely it's definitely different times, different measures, and like the way things that were perceived in 2015 are not now for the good. So I think, um, yeah, I think it'd be a lot different. But if I what had an interesting choice, scenario. If I had my choice, I would say Bachelor for my seasons. I'd say Paradise season three first, my season of the Bachelor okay. second, Caitlin's third, and then you could just you can dump Andy's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got one more question. Do you think there's a chance? This is all speculation, right? You're sitting back bored talking bachelor stuff. Do you think there's a chance that they don't even film Claire's season and that therefore they just wait another year and there could be a new bachelor? Is that even a possibility? 
I mean, I think anything's on the table at this point, right? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. My my first reaction would be like, no, there's no way, right? But that's that's making a, a, an opinion based off of like relatively normal times, and I think we're just in such uncharted territory with like sure. the world we're in today. Yeah, I think they're going to do everything possible, right? Um, the question, the big question, comes down to how long do they have to be delayed before it just makes more sense to skip the Bachelorette and do Bachelor in Paradise? What's more important to the franchise, uh, having a Bachelorette season or having Paradise? Paradise. I kind of think they have to. Ha- well, yeah, I like Paradise as a show better, but. Mm-hmm. You have to keep in mind that, that then they're, they're turning off a feeder system, so to speak. Sure. Right? So that's the 25 to 35 new guys that like they're saying no to. Um, do they, they really have, listen- have the... What? They have, listened to you. they have the listen to your heart feeder system now. They do have that. So right? that should be interesting. And Caitlin and I got, we were judges on the on one of the shows. I gotta oh! Detail. Yeah. So we were judges on one of the shows. Um and uh, it was honestly such a great experience, such a great experience. I mean, I know there's a lot of back and forth discussion about will you watch, will you not watch, but I really enjoyed getting to know some of the people that were on the show and the whole concept was fun. It was great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be good. We're going to recap yeah. it on this podcast. Uh, oh, cool. Fun. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I think, listen, it's one of those things that's easy to snark because it's new and it's different and sure. it's a little bit out of left field, but... Quite honestly, it's uh, as far as that particular show goes. Uh, not that, that not that there's any positive from Corona, but like people are going to watch it because that's so. If if it's at all good, it's mm-hmm. going to be a big hit, right? Because gotcha, yeah. it could have been good before and no one gave it a shot. Sure, right? Uh, I yep. I heard like a lot of people, you know, not everyone, but I heard a lot of people like Winter Games, but not everyone watched it, you know. But sure. the people who did, a lot of people liked it. Yeah, so that's fair. I I think. Uh, if it's at all good, it's going to be a big hit. All right. I got to put you on the spot for one question. You don't have to answer it. But would you ever consider going into another spinoff in any capacity? In any capacity? I mean, like, well, sure. not in any capacity, but like, I mean, Summer Games or Bachelor in Paradise or Winter In the pursuit games. of a relationship? In the pursuit of a relationship. No, I mean, I've, I, you know, certainly they canceled summer games and they, they, you know, some calls were made and I, I, I quickly said, you know, I just don't think it's going to work. And listen, I like when it comes to the, the, the like paradise, like mm-hmm. I keep saying, like I had an amazing time on paradise. Yeah. I had so much fun. Like I, I, you're in a great, you have a great life. You have Caitlin, you have a great relationship, but like, I don't feel bad for you, but I wish you could have experienced that because mm-hmm. it's it's just a unique experience that is so much different than the stresses of the bachelor bachelorette. It's just mm-hmm. a neat it's a neat experience, and all things being equal, like that would be fun to like do again by the pure fun of it. But I just don't yeah. think I could go down there with any sincerity about um, pursuing a relationship on that show. That's, and that's and you know and, and with that being said, I just it does a, I don't think it makes too much sense uh, for me to do that. You know. All right, that's I mean very fair answer. Very I think if I if I if I went I, if I if if it ever if if there was a situation where I was like you know what fuck it you know they asked me I would be very honest with like. I would like, you know, it'd be one of those things where I'd go down. Chris Harrison would be like, "Hey Nick, how's it going? Hey, welcome back!" And it'd make a big <laughs> deal about coming back, and he'd be like, "So why are you here?" And I'd be like. 
you asked me. I don't know. Like, do you are you? Do you think you're ready to find love? There's no way I'm gonna no find fucking I'm love here, man. Like, I wouldn't even pretend. I would just be like, I'm like. Clearly, I hope to get a few more followers. Obviously, that's a given. Uh, um, like, I'm really here to go have a drink with Wells. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, did, can I mention I have a? Po- I wear my podcast T-shirt. You know, like, I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I just don't think I could pretend. You know what? You never know. Maybe I'd go and like, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then someone would be there. But uh, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's for me at this point. And what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts about the senior bachelor that they're talking about? I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think right? it's great. Um, think it's great. Not now with coronavirus. I well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, that's Don't true. be a Debbie Donner, Rochelle. Come on, I'm Rochelle. The concept, baby. Yeah, they're very at risk. I mean, for the <laughs> same reason, not that not in any way am I saying Claire is a senior citizen, but uh, the past couple seasons, it's been so young. Right. And that's been fun to watch. Yeah. But like people like, you know, people are dating in all different, like, you know, people get divorced. It's, you know, divorce is a real part of our society and relationships. And whether it's someone like Claire, who's 38, 39, she'll be 39 by the time they they film. Or, you know, people in their 50s and 60s, you know, people like it's easy for younger generations, you know, no matter how old you are, you you still feel young. A lot of people do. Right. You know, when you're 20, you're like, you know. Oh, you know, this and that, and then all of a sudden you you turn thirty, and you're like, I don't feel different than I was twenty. You know, when you yeah. you know, I remember my dad, and you know, in his fifties. It's like, yeah, like <clears throat> certainly you get older, you feel it, but like, yeah. you don't feel like you need to like give up on life. And if you find yourself to be single, which a lot of people are later sure. in life, you know, it's it's that's a that's a huge difference in 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 how people talk. And I, there was a show that was actually produced by a Bachelor producer on Netflix. Um, what was it called? Uh, Dating around. If you uh, if you haven't seen it, people, you should watch it. It's, I, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. And it was it was a dating show, and they had all ages, all different. And it was um, you had your kind of bachelor lookalike guy. You know, it was kind of very traditional. And then you had uh, and then they had this older guy, and that was my favorite episode, right? Because it was just you know it it was just older people and they had these life lessons and past relationships and some you know had, you know well, widows and widowers you know i think it's going to be really fascinating and fun to watch and i think it's going to be really endearing for sure and i think i think just at least for me personally is like tolerance for bullshit kind of as you age and deal with situations it just slowly minimizes like you just don't have tolerance for nonsense anymore and that's why i think it would be so great because it would just be like fully candid transparent non no bullshit type scenarios and i just that's great it would be different i mean the drama could you imagine like uh some old guy or older girl just like losing yeah. their shit in a dramatic way that like you oh. would be like, <laughs> be I mean, I don't, I would be, I don't just don't think they're going to go that route. I think it's going to be all about like just endearing like, love. Who's going to be the villain? Like shooter McGavin, like, oh. yeah, like, like <laughs> some crotchy old man who's just like grumpy. Oh, that'd be so great. I will say I'm like, I feel like the last few seasons I haven't really this sounds like a, this is pretty soft to me, but I want to like see a love story. That's I why you would have been good. A, as the bachelor. I want to, yeah, I want to see like two people that I look at them. I'm like, that is like love. Like that's amazing. I want to see them after the show. I mean, see what's crazy after- is, yeah, I mean, you know, Vanessa and I didn't last, but my season of The Bachelor was the last season where like 
the bachelor proposed to the last girl standing and they gave her the relationship a, a shot. Like, then it, you know, Ari's in a relationship with this person. So that yeah. worked out. Right. And sure. they have a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, you know, he did better than I did, but the show itself, it didn't end on like this romantic high note. Like Ari's yeah. season ended kind of like, well, good luck, Ari and Lauren. And then <laughs> yeah. you had, you know, like, and then you had Colton's and then you have Peter's and then you have Hannah's and then, yeah, like uh, you know, Beck and Garrett, they're 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 doing well. You got Doing Rachel well, yeah. and, and Ben, uh, Rachel and Brian. Yeah, but yeah, you so you have Hannah's, and then you have a bunch of bachelors, three bachelor seasons in a row that ended kind of non traditionally. Yes, I think they need sure. to they need to get back on this kind of. Hey, yeah, we're he, gonna give this a shot, you know. Right in Paradise, there were a lot of breakups. Right, we we unfortunately saw Kendall and Joe break up, and then Demi broke up, and unfortunately, Chris and Crystal. And I'm like, I just need a, a damn good love story. I want to be vested in it. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully Claire will bring that to us. All right, Jason. Before we let you go, we are going okay. to play. Do you know me? And we're gonna do this All right from the comfort of our homes. How you, uh, so how, how we play Do You Know Me, Jason? I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Question is going to be, can Jason X, Y, and Z? Don't answer it at first. Okay. Think to the answer yourself. Rochelle and I are going to guess Okay. Uh, if we know the answer. All right. And we'll see, especially after talking to you for this past hour or so, who knows Jason better. All right. I like this. Let's game on. Let's go. Do You Know Me with Jason Tardick? Question number one. Can Jason name three breeds of cats? Can Jason name three breeds of cats? Well, he's definitely a dog person. I don't, I don't know if I can name three breeds of cats. Uh, well, it doesn't say, matter. I'm not on the spot. Uh, I'm going to say he definitely can. He just seems like a list type person where he knows a lot of uh, I'm gonna information. Say I'm going to say he can't. Remarkably, people like, I'm going to say he knows Siamese. Because that's like such a don't give him breed. one. Don't give him any. <laughs> that was that was obviously number one. <laughs> but I I I couldn't Iconic. name another one. Okay, let's see. Let's see if I'm right. Okay, so Siamese was number one, and then um, I was thinking. So is this does this fall in the category? I think it does. A bobcat, or does that not fall in the category? That's <laughs> okay, I'm not. Cat. No, I'm, we're talking domesticated cats. <laughs> okay, domesticated cats. Uh, uh, there are. I think they're called jaguar cats. Um, Michelle, can you confirm? I'm gonna they're, Google it. It's a jaguar cats. See if those exist. No, I'm I'm definitely. It's a mini. They have spots on them. <laughs> I can't. It's like a mini. It's like a, my brother freaking has one, and I'm blanking on the name of it. All I'm finding uh, are big jaguars. No, small. Okay, Nick's right. I can't name three cats. <laughs> I, I thought so. I, wow. the question, isn't it random though? Like I could like name 12, 15 dog breeds. Dogs. I, I could not name definitely Siamese. Yeah, that's yeah, could, wait, uh, can any of you guys name can you off the top of your head? No, no. I would say fluffy cat and short hair oh, cat. No, yeah, the ones without hair. The they're um Yeah, but we don't know the name. We can describe cats. It's called the Sphinx cat. I just no, Googled it. See? The, uh, a Persian cat, Bengal. Persian. Okay. Bengal uh, cat. That was what I was thinking of. A Bengal cat, my brother. Uh, that's uh, what you're thinking of. Ragdoll. Yeah. So Bengal, Siamese, yeah. All right. And Question. speaking of that, have you seen, li- uh, not to go away, but have you seen Tiger King? Oh, my God. Series? Yes. Watch. We can, oh. talk, we can do a whole podcast. I can do a whole podcast. Oh, Rochelle, go watch it. That's on Netflix. Oh. Where? 
What just is watch it? it? It's on Netflix. Watch it. It's fucking wild. Oh, okay. This is the time yeah, to catch we, up. On we that could stuff. watch. We could. We could. We should recap Tiger King. <laughs> oh, um, you, you have to. Uh, question number two: Does Jason have an Uber rating higher than four point six? Uh, if if you don't, I'd be shocked. Absolutely. Uh, you're you're very polite, Jason. All right, so I think I do, but let's confirm this. Here we go. We're loading up. All right, we got a four point seven eight. So not the best, but it's oh. about four point six. Higher than mine. I'm pretty pissed about mine because I'm actually really polite. But what I do is huff and puff. That's not uh, polite. <laughs> How is that polite? There's what is your? I don't. I don't always, but like, I mean, listen. Like, if if you don't know where you're going, don't be an Uber driver. Oh uh, my god! You are that rider. But I'm really polite. <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm what, really wait, nice. Nick, what's always, your rating? It's like four or five. That's good. <laughs> right. That's good. All right. Good next question. Uh, next question. Question number three. Can Jason name four Kardashians? Yes. Four? Four. Uh, yes. Of course. Everybody can. Well, you guys say that, and this is literally my worst genre of anything, pop culture here. <laughs> so I know we have Kim Kardashian. <laughs> we have Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. Just name a bunch we, of other cuh names. Yeah. We have... Even if they don't have the same last name, they count. If I name... Um, if I name Kim Kardashian's kids' names, that doesn't count, right? No, you but know like them sisters and shit. Uh, isn't there? A, there's a Brandon Kardashian, isn't there? No. Oh my <laughs> Kim? god, Chloe. Oh, Jason can't. Wait, who's the guy Kardashian? What's the guy's Rob, name? Rob. Rob, their brother. Oh, Rob, Rob Kardashian. Kim. Carrie? So, no, there's not a uh, Carrie, is Jason, there? Jason doesn't know. He doesn't no. know. Damn Wait, is there a Carrie awesome. Kardashian? No. How embarrassing. Oh, I, I, well, I think he's doing this on purpose. To, to, to This is what Caitlin says to me. She goes, you always do this on purpose. Kim, Chloe, Courtney. Oh, my God. Courtney and Chris. How did... Yeah, that's shame on me. I didn't get it. If you ask me anything, actor, actress will not get a reality. I won't get it. Oh. Question yeah. number four. Is Jason currently carrying more than $20 in cash in his wallet? I, yeah, I think Jason's a cash guy. I think he always has cash on him. I never have cash. But I well, think I Jason. Think, I think I he Jason, went to the bank and got a couple thousand out in case the world went to shit. Maybe so. <laughs> that's possible. I, yeah, because I think Jason is risk averse that way. But I think he always has some amount of cash on him. I'm so old school at this. I have a money yeah. clip. Just totally. Like man. Totally. Then, yeah. It's it's ones on the outside and hundreds. Oh. Yeah. That's I. I. I uh, this is my wallet. I. I, that's, I definitely expected that to a T. Oh man. Uh, last question. Did you did you guess Rashad? Would you have said yes? I would have said yes. Okay. Did you see Are the you, ones up above that that I sent you? Uh no, but we'll just this is fine. Last Those question. Better. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. Okay. Does Jason prefer vodka over tequila? Uh, yes. I say he's a tequila guy. Also, isn't tequila supposedly better? Like the CrossFit guys like tequila. I don't know if you're a CrossFit guy, but I feel like Do you. Do I strike you as a CrossFit guy? Not no, but like <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, uh, I don't remember. Tequila is better for your health, supposedly. It, so it, I tequila think is better for you, yeah. I think. I think but I, guy. 
I am actually a kettle one vodka guy. So oh. Nick, you take the cake there. Oh. Yeah, I like. I, I do like tequila, but I would prefer. How do you know, Nick? Tequila. Uh, I just. I'm a, I'm a, I read people. I don't know. God. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember like what you ordered in Vegas when we met, but yeah, I just wanted to say vodka. It just seems like. Can I like, ask you guys, are you into seltzers or no? I, yeah. I don't. I'm not much of a drinker, uh, yeah. but if I do drink liquor, it's just whiskey on the rocks. Got it. I'm a, it's an unpopular opinion, but I am not on board with all these seltzers. Not in, just, I'm just, you're just I, talking about water, right? No, like the white claws and true. Uh, no, they give me heartburn. They give me. Yeah, I don't. Everyone loves them. I just haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. they're very popular. I uh, shout out to Chris Harrison and his. Uh, uh, very, the, very. He's got a rosé though. Yeah, right? very tasty. I just yeah. I can't drink. I if I drink too much, I'll, I'll get heartburn. Me personally. Mm-hmm. That's gotcha. Uh, Jason, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, yes. thanks, for, thanks for doing this. Um, uh, if you want to uh, find more of Jason's financial information for kind of the, the layman and the easily digestible person in terms of where can people find you, Jason? So if you go to a restart on Instagram or restart on YouTube and check it out and leave some comments. So give me feedback, good, bad, or ugly, but any feedback's good feedback. So let me know. Awesome. Uh, well, I really appreciate it, buddy. This has been a ton of fun, and uh, I can't wait to. Uh, uh, you'll have to come back for an Ask Nick episode. Uh, I will. If we're maybe, up. maybe, maybe we'll do it with uh, you and Caitlin. Uh, that would be doing, fun. Yeah, that'd be a Let's lot of do fun it together, um, and we'll see if if we'll see if that season repeats itself. <laughs> 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 oh boy, I I, ha- I personally have mixed feelings on. Do I want? Uh, I I do think people would because I actually was fine with my edit. On Caitlin yeah. season, uh, but for the people who like, I came in as like the bad guy from Andy season, so like I was starting like six feet under, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, but yeah, I have I have mixed feelings about that personally. I think Caitlin should want it. I think she'll people would, uh, I think people would love watching her. I love it. I'll tell her that. And I don't think ever in my life will I forget the time that I couldn't name four Kardashians on the spot. I, I think I think you're I think you're low key proud of that. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, all right, Jason, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, all right, guys, hey. thanks for having me. Right, Take thanks, care. Buddy. Stay safe. All right, bye bye.